Hi there and welcome to podcast 002 of Opening Eyes with Roz Woz. I'm Roz Wozniak, Managing Director of Opening Eyes Coaching and Mentoring Services. And today I'm here with the amazing Elise Haywood, founder of Timeless Tea. Hi Elise and welcome to Opening Eyes with Roz Woz. Hi Roz, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm very excited to have you here. Now, Elise is a former policewoman like myself, so we have that in common. She's also a Reiki practitioner and the creator and founder of Timeless Teas, a fantastic herbal tea company. So Elise, let's get to this. What I'd like to discuss with you today is how did you go from being a police officer to a Reiki healer and a creator of wonderful teas? Well, I've always uh, had a passion for uh, tea. I've had a background in martial arts for most Mm -hmm. of my life. But uh, it was a a, a series of events that uh, led me down the path of having to look at alternative options for my health. I, like many of us, get stuck in you know, the hectic, chaotic way of living. You know, I was, I was busy focusing on my career and, yeah. you know, earning money and, and, and that sort of thing, which is, is good, but I didn't balance it with any time to myself. I didn't balance it with any time to, to do what I loved. And that is even possibly sitting and just having a cup of tea and relaxing and breathing with that. So what happened was I ended up, in a way, because I have a small family myself, I've got two little kids and a beautiful husband, but I ended up burning out in a way. My body gave up on me. And I'll go right. at the beginning of the story, I'll, I'll tell you if you don't mind, Roz, it might be a little bit lengthy. Is yeah, that all right? <laughs> it's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit crazy. I'll try and keep the swearing to a minimal. <laughs> but what happened was, um, I was. I remember I purchased my first book. It's sort of like a way of looking at yourself and and improving yourself and and that way you improve yourself for your family and everyone around you. So I bought this book and and yeah. I said to my husband before I went to bed because I was exhausted. I couldn't I couldn't possibly stay awake to read it. I said to him, "How how am I going to have this time to myself to read this book? I love you guys, but I need I need to read this book." Anyway, the next day I was supposed to work, supposed to get up at 6 a.m put my kids in care and off I go to the police force and do my thing. And uh, 2 a.m. that morning, I woke up with severe back pain. I mean, excruciating back pain. Oh, wow. And then I thought, oh, well, you know, a couple of Panadols because I'm I'm quite sensitive to medication. And that helped relax me a little, got back to sleep thinking I'll sleep it off. And I was even worse at 6 Mm -hmm. a.m. Tried to stretch it out. My husband's like, Elise, you're in tears. You you can't go to work. I'm like, no, I need to go to work. I've yeah. got to go to work. Kids are going across the road. I only just made it across the road to the daycare that they, they went to at the time. And the carers luckily yeah. came and helped me carry my baby from my arms because I was in excruciating pain. Long story short, I um, went to the doctors at that stage. It was too swollen. My back was too swollen to even look at any options of, you know, going to a physio even. They weren't going to look at that. There was possible nerve damage. I had shoots of cold oh, wow. cold pain going down my legs. No one was going to touch me until the swelling went down. Yeah. yeah okay. And so I, I went home and I went, this is, this is kind of something else. This is, in a way, spiritual 
So I yeah, went, yeah. I went, you know what, I've got, to, I've got to look at that. So I started listening to these podcasts at home. Kids are at care. What am I going to do? Doctor's not touching me. Couldn't even send me to scans because it's too swollen. And he's gone, go home and rest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, rest? What? Whoa. So I started listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> as a mother, as a working mother and all that, it was like, oh, really? Made myself a cup of tea, started to listen to these different podcasts that were alternative. And then I, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I heard these advertisements continually during this podcast of go try Reiki, go do Reiki. And it's inobtrusive, um, you know, lim- limited amount of touching because I couldn't handle massage or anything. It was excruciating. I yeah. couldn't even stand upright. That's how serious it was. So, um, yeah, I ended up going and get my first Reiki session and I found my whole body started to feel lighter. I was more open to even my neighbours. I was inviting them over for a cup of tea even though I was in pain still. My whole yeah. system yeah. started to lift, my whole um, – my well-being like I'm, I was yeah I was happy I was becoming I was becoming more aware of myself and so obviously I went back for another treatment and uh, opened to yeah. a lot more and the actually the practitioner just said at least you've got to get into you know Reiki yeah so I went and did that as a practitioner as, as a practitioner I've got to get into it I, I found that I loved the energy side of things I was giving as much as I was receiving, which is kind of rare because we tend to really want to suck all this really nice treatment that we're getting from this person. I was like, oh, yeah, but I was also going, well, here, mm. have some of this. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I was, you know, obviously yeah. giving back as well somehow. And she just went, you need to go and, and do it. And I did, and I really, it changed my life. Is it, it was just the way that the feel of the transmitting of energy between people and look you can use it as an example in everyday life right say you're in an office Ros, and how many times has this happened especially in the police force we can we can account to this and this one person might go in and they're quite you know they're quite angry or agitated or sad or whatever it is yeah and that whole room and everyone everyone in it it's like you are affected by that i mean you can't question yeah there's a transference of energy that takes place and this with the Reiki, it's, it's obviously a passion of mine. It's, it's concentrated. Yeah, yeah. It's a concentrated transference of energy. It's, it's, it's an intention-based transference of energy that takes place. It's just fascinating, and I keep learning every day in relation to this. And so that's what got me into the creative aspect of myself. So I started going into work and going, oh, wow, I really feel different now than I did before I walked into this room. I'd imagine that would have been quite a disconcerting feeling for you, like, because, you know, having been a policewoman myself for a very long time mm. and understanding quite intimately what the, the culture of the police force is like, mm. Mm. for someone to go through a spiritual and energetic awakening to then immerse back into that culture. How did you find that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was very confronting at first. I had a lot of colleagues sort of having a little giggle at me and questioning certain things. But you know what? I you got to stay true to yourself. And that was part of my, my mm. thing was I speak my truth. It's never pushing it on anyone. I, I sit there with a smile and say, hey, you know, I did. I'm, obviously not in a police force anymore, but it was very much a mm-hmm. come and discuss with me anything you want. Like I think the secret is to try and find that 
peace within yourself, that that security within yourself. Like for me, it's meditating, it's it's drinking tea and, and doing my own ceremonies for myself to consolidate how I feel without any outside influences impending on that. So and, and keeping my mm-hmm. internal energy the way I want it to be without outside influences determining it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Have you always been the type of person that's fairly forthright in in what you think and feel or has that taken you a while to to sort of come to terms with like I've come across a lot of people who have had similar awakenings to what you're describing yeah but they quite often don't talk about it openly for fear of the reaction of others yeah yeah well there's heaps of things that you can do like there's different strategies you can you can make sure that you have in place but the most important thing for me like along my path has been to discover my passion that mm-hmm. and that is your energy that's that's your energy source there that no one can sort of question no one can can just sort of go oh that's rubbish oh reiki that's i don't have mm-hmm. any proof for that it's like well actually this whole room is proof before i walked in people were fighting mm-hmm. and now it's a lot calmer you know but for me, that's what proof I need. I can't change anyone else's mind. But, like, there are a few strategies, Roz, that you can do, like, make sure you have support, people who are open-minded. Go to your regular, say, I don't know, whatever it is that you like to do. Some people like to play tennis. Some people like to meditate. Go to meditation groups. Get yourself out there doing things that you really like doing. That's unique to you. Yeah. Not not that your best friend likes to do, so you'll tag along. That's not this – that's not – what this is about this is about finding out about yourself and how what you like what makes you tick what makes you thrive and then doing that more getting into that and then mm-hmm. letting that spread throughout every aspect of your life it'll never lead you astray this this the passion will take you on the path that you need to go we all witness um you know what the alternative is at least you know we've experienced that ourselves because the alternative to finding your passion is is that sort of bone crushing sense of helplessness and and loss isn't it and and feeling like a square peg in a round hole and not quite knowing why you're feeling that way that's right that's right and this and if you take these sort of steps that obviously makes you see you start to feel more alive i mean is it what is living ross like is it, mm-hmm. is, it, is it waking up every morning, going to a job that really, like, a lot of people don't enjoy? Like, how many people actually absolutely yeah. love their job? All right, it's very rare. Fair enough if you mm-hmm. do. This is a message for the people who don't. And you're just like a zombie. You're getting up and you're going, I'm not happy, but I should be. I've got everything, you know? And it's like, yeah. now, if you start to practice, if you start to do the things that really make your heart skip a beat, that you set aside this time for yourself then you start to feel the alternative. You start to go, all right, okay, there is another another thing that I could do to incorporate in my life and that will infiltrate every aspect of your life. Ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I getting up at this godforsaken hour in the morning to, uh, to go and do a job that I really don't like for the money? Why? Why am I doing that? Is there an alternative? Is there something Whoa. else? Exactly. I I can't agree more because my usual routine back when I was in the later years of the police force, I worked at headquarters in a a corporate sort of a role and 
I would, I think I'd get up at quarter to five. I'd get the kids ready. I'd take the little one to daycare. Then I'd park at the train station. I'd dump on the train from Penrith to Parramatta, which was, you know, a good 35 minute journey on a fast train. Then I'd do my 10 hour shift and then I'd do the return journey home. And, you know, sometimes walk through the door at 6.30 at night and do dinner and, and try and fit in a bit of time with the family crash exhausted into bed with very little time to do anything yep. I enjoyed yep. each day and only to start all over again the following day. That's right. Um, That's right. You know, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And obviously uh, that's led to where I am today doing something very, very different. That's right. But obviously we know each other from our, our former job yeah. and we've kept in touch and, and I enjoy your amazing range of teas. And you told me a story about something that happened to you on the way to work <laughs> that really reaffirmed why Reiki was going to be important in your life. Can yeah. you tell that story? Because I just love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will, Ros. <laughs> so, okay, so along my journey... I, I basically, I lost my faith in Reiki and the more subtle energy at the very beginning, and I got more focused and career driven, and 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 looking for promotion in the position that I was in, and you know, so I actually this very morning, which is very unlike me, I got the kids up extra early to get to work earlier than usual, and driving, I dropped them off early, and they were whinging and crying and carrying on and you know, and, and rightly so. And I, I'm like, oh, I've got to get to work, you know, very focused. In my car, I'm driving along the road. I usually go, I used to go on to get to work earlier than usual. I round a corner and there in the middle of the road is this cattle dog that had been hit and he was lying in the middle of the road. Obviously, I didn't do it. Whoever did, didn't stop. And uh, firstly, oh. I was a little angry at that, but I kept. I, oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm an animal lover. What cow? Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I've looked in my rearview mirror. I couldn't actually turn around straight away. It was a semi-country road. So I looked in my rearview mirror, and I could see him trying to run, but his head was scraping along the ground, like he was in no good. Oh. So he's heavily concussed. Obviously, there'd be something wrong with him internally as well. And cars were swerving around mm. him. I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Did a a U-turn and I parked my car mm-hmm. so that I couldn't get hit in the middle of the road. <laughs> yep. At the time I was driving yep. a bomb. Yep. I'm like, screw you guys. If you're not going to stop, you're going to stop now. You're not stopping for a dog, you stop for a car. You know? <laughs> stop. You're in, you're, such, you're in such a rush. And this is the first thing that came to my mind. You're in such a rush to get where you're going that you can't stop for this poor animal that's dying. That was my first thing. How dare mm. you? You know, put a time yeah. a time factor on this animal and, and on this situation. I was like, oh, my heart was exploding. I was my, I was crying. I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this, this poor animal. So I get out. And, yeah, by this time I'd gotten out, he was still quite frantic, but I could tell the adrenaline of whatever mm. was happening, happening was wearing off. And as you know, Roz, yeah, yeah. when an animal goes into shock, uh, usually, you know, it's it's a goner. Right, so he's. I've gone to yeah. him. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. Lay down. It's okay, you know. And so he's on the side of the road. Luckily at this stage, and he just plocks down on his side, and and his heart. I could see his heart was going crazy, 
and he's panting. He had blood coming out of his mouth, and he starts defecating. Right, he's gone into a massive shock. Oh, I no. thought, okay, definitely. So I'm yeah. I'm standing there over this dog. I'm like, I just kneel and I just go, okay, I'm going to use whatever I've been training to just help him and comfort him to cross over to the other side, to pass over gently. Mm-hmm. So I've put my hands on him, and, and a bloke had actually stopped and was watching me do this. And I, I was just like, I'm still doing it. I don't care about your judgment. This is it, this poor animal. Yeah. And so I'm doing it. I get really hot, Rosie, like burning hot. I start sweating with it, and my hands go over this animal. And I kid you not, within say 30 seconds heart rate returns to normal breathing's obviously returned to normal he's he's almost good to go and i look at this bloke and he's going well looks like he's uh, hanging on are you going to put him in the back i'm like yeah so he helped me put him in the back this poor animal he ended up having a smashed arm completely obliterated left arm anyway put him in the back and trying to keep him conscious is something that we're taught when someone's heavily concussed you talk to them, yeah. keep them conscious and listening to you. So as I'm driving, I had this feeling that he had perhaps been dumped. And I said to him, you stay awake, buddy, and, and you can be my dog. I'll, I'll look after you. I'll look after you. Just stay awake. Stay with me. You know, I had this feeling this dog was representing something a lot bigger. And obviously <laughs> it did. So got him to the uh, emergency vet, veterinary clinic, just down the road from where I live, luckily. And, uh, yeah, they were able to save him and send him off for surgery and all that. And now he's my dog. And he was that little bit of information that I needed to say, hey, you can do good in the world using this subtle, the the energies and and just doing whatever's needed in that time energetically and to have faith. And so it was a beautiful lesson. <laughs> and work, luckily, yeah. um, work, you were really supportive. The police force were really supportive with it. And I explained to them, and, and they were like, Come in when you can, what, get the blood off you, and, you know, have a shower. Don't rush into work because, you know, you probably stopped another accident and everything from happening anyway from doing what you did. So they were able to assist me and still pay me for, for doing this work too with the animal. Oh, that's a fantastic story. It really is. And what it sort of says to me is that it's really important to listen to what life is trying to tell you at any given time and see the signs. Yeah. Because you're not always going to get it in a letter in your letterbox. Hey, <gasps> hey, Elise, or hey, Roz, no. this is what you're meant to do next, you know. Yeah. That's not how it happens, is it? <laughs> it was literally like a smack of, where are you going? Like, no, I was even trying to, and I didn't tell you this before, am I allowed to include something that you don't know about? (laughs) Um, I was even (laughs) bugging my husband for another baby because I needed something to look after. And because I was looking down that path of this is what, this is what my role is. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm, I'm a police officer and I have a great job at the moment so I can afford another baby. Let's add another baby to the mix now because, you know, that's what I do, (laughs) you know, it's what everyone's doing. And Tony was like, no, thankfully, God love him. He was like, no, 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 no. And then I ended up having this, this baby that I had to look after for six months because he had a fur a baby. Fur baby. <laughs> um, yeah, be careful what you wish for in that way. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. So, and there's more lessons with him too that's oh. coming up, which is really interesting. But that's probably another story, I guess. Oh, that is a great story. It really is. Yeah. And that helped me then to trust the energy and to sort of trust I guess 
attached to that is more a creative side as well and allow that to come in. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was the, the first stage of it. I guess what I take out of it as well is that it, it's taught you to be a little bit more mindful because it was a real lack of mindfulness oh, yeah. there that people weren't even stopping for this dog. But And being an animal lover, I mean, you could have just gone, oh, you know, you poor little dog, I'm going to bundle you into my car and I'm going to take you to the nearest vet and do the right thing by you. And that could have been the end of it. Mm. Um, you know, you didn't have to listen to your intuition to use your gift of Reiki. You didn't have to, you know, become the owner of the dog or and, and, and things like that down the track. So it, I think for me that that story just shows that you were really in touch with that mindful um, presence within yourself. Yeah. Um, and you listened to what you felt was right and that has actually led you to where you are today. So yeah, can true. we talk a little bit more about how – your tea journey took place so there's the whole energetic healing side to what you do Elise but then there's what I see is this huge gift that you have with blending different herbs together and right now I'm enjoying a cup of wild woman's comfort um, while we're chatting (laughs) today which is one of my favorites along with opening eyes which is the blend that you created for me but how, how did that side of things start? Well, that's interesting. Okay, so when I was a child, I actually was quite a hyperactive, uh, energetic little child. And, um, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, very. And the only time I would pretty much sit still was when I was having a cup of tea with, with mum and whoever she had over, you know, for tea. It's, it's something in our culture that we, we do, thankfully. And I loved that and I would sit still. And so there was something there in in sitting and enjoying a cup of tea, either by myself as I got older, but as a child with other people. It was just there was something special yeah. about that. Um, and and yeah, it's tea has been very much a, a part of my my um, getting to know myself because obviously that's a massive part of it. And if you believe in past life or any any of that, I it, that could definitely come into it. I started to look at how the tea, as I got older, certainly in my 20s, I started to really look at how the tea was affecting me. Like, you know, black tea obviously made my heart go a little bit quicker. and But yeah. then, and then I went into green teas more towards my late 20s after having my children. I started to look at yes. um, um, the, the green teas and how, how cleansing they were just on the palate and, and how I felt as I, um, after I had a cup of tea as well and, and, and in the body, in the mind, you know. And then I guess I, I sort of started doing yoga and meditating and I started to teach, uh, I started to learn how to do uh, chanting and, and, and all that. And it all combines into this, spirituality that I never had a chance to tap into before we were mentioning you know the the chaotic lifestyle and that was the ingredient that I needed to actually get creative with my passion which was my tea so I I had people asking me at work believe it or not it was work that actually triggered me (laughs) to to think that I could do it um yeah these beautiful women I was working with god love you guys you know who you are they actually 
said, you should do your own. You're passionate and you know what flavors go with what. And I've got this ability to taste a hell of a lot more than, say, an average person as well. Like it's, it can work against me, obviously, but it can be very, very helpful, especially in the tea game. So I started to go, yeah, all right. And I didn't really have much time still because I was trying to balance family life, work, you know, and, and everything like that. So I ended up taking time off work for a little while. And I said, right, I'm going for it. I'm just, I've had, I've got this encouragement from my friends at work going, man, you know, you can do this. You know your stuff. You just got to give yourself, you know, time and have faith in yourself. And I thought, wow, okay, all right. And one of the women said, the time is now to me. And I went, oh, you're quoting like these spiritual quotes at me. And yeah, I was just like, what a powerful statement. Well, time is now. And, and I just said, oh, wait, you know what? This is it. So I took leave for a little while. I needed the money from the police okay. um, to actually purchase the herbs. And obviously, I can't grow everything myself. So, I, no. yeah, I've got to buy it organically online. And, and I ended up mixing all these different herbs and meeting people, Roz. I was meeting these people that come up to me, say at yoga, I had this really beautiful man come up to me who I knew and he, and he had tears in his eyes and he said, Elise, I've, uh, I've got anxiety problems. And he told me what he'd gone through and I was mm-hmm. so moved by him. And he said, do you think you could create a tea that's gentle enough for my anxiety medication but also, um, so it didn't uh, conflict with that. And also something that that I could enjoy before bed to help calm me down. So I created the Soothe Me blend, which is really good for the mind. And it's got rose in it too, which is like a comforting hug from grandma. It's the last thing that's left in your mouth. Of course, yeah. yeah. So um, I created that brew for him. So it's like the connection. See, I was in in this box before Rosie. And this is the difference, if I can pinpoint it, is... I was yeah, in a box yeah. before and, and my mind was caught up in doing. I've got to do the washing. I've got to clean the house. I've got to take the kids here. I've got to, And then at work, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to organize everything. And when you just sort of step back from that for a minute, even if it's for two minutes, you get into this other side of yourself, which you rarely tap into. And then you realize, oh, my God, there's other people doing that too. I'm going to connect with these people and I'm going to share that part of myself with them and then they're going to share that part of themselves with me and then it's like this creative exchange that happens. And so I was meeting more mm-hmm. and more of these beautiful people who were encouraging me, you know, even leaders. And we're talking about teachers. I was coming across these different teachers in, in the spiritual world who were saying you've got to just let go of, you know, this thing that you've got where you have to do 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 and get more into this creative don't drop it don't leave it completely because i'm still a mum. i'm still you know doing stuff but of course but, but balance it out <laughs> that doesn't go away no, overnight yeah no, but it's balance and i god i love that aspect of myself too where i get to to love and nurture my family but there's this other thing where it's like balance it out with things that make you go like you know you're you're passionate you're that'll make you be more vibrant, more, you know, unique and embrace that uniqueness. So that's where tea has led me. It's It's been a, very much a part of my Fantastic. growth. Um, and I've recently made another brew, which is 
pretty interesting. It's called Ascension, and yeah, it's it's I've met beautiful people that have influenced what brews are needed at this time because it's not just usually one person that's having say headaches when they do something right or just headaches in general or they're feeling a bit down whatever it may be it's usually an example of what's happening out there with most people so you know i might have mm-hmm. one or two people coming to me and saying hey look i need i've got headaches i need something for that and then i'll go away i'll meditate i'll ask it'll come through what ingredients I need generally, um, and then I'll double check on the internet. I might research, double check that I can yeah. use these ingredients and stuff like that. And most times, yes, <laughs> I can. It's crazy. And then, mm. and then the brews are made and blended to the right consistencies and flavour. And because of my taste, I can sit there and mix the middle with that. I get to do my Reiki in it, you know, intentions, energies, because it's my passion, remember? I'm pumping this passion, this yeah. love, juiciness into <laughs> this because I'm loving it. I lose track of time, Rosie. It's crazy, right? I could sit there thinking it's 20 minutes, 20 minutes has passed, and I'll look at the clock and it's yep. been three hours and it's three o'clock in the morning, right? Because generally I yeah. mix it at night. That's when you know. Oh. That's when you know that you're on the right path because it's it's effortless and timeless. Um, and it and it creates it creates more energy. Oh. The more you do it, yes. it doesn't sap energy. Yes. For me, that's a big signpost. You know, where if you're doing something and you feel like you're losing energy as a result of it, that's not the thing for you. Good point. The thing that you um meant to do will actually invigorate you and provide you with energy. And another thing that I wanted to comment on from from that part of your story, Elise, is you said that all these teachers started to come into your life and people who needed your help with tea. But to me, that's another key thing. Yeah. When you are doing what you're actually meant to do, your tribe builds and things just fall into place Absolutely. and become so natural and, and effortless. Yep. And, and that's what you've been experiencing. And yep. I I had my own experience with your tea. I think, you know, because I used to work with Tony, your husband as well. Yep. Like we all the big family in the police force, <laughs> weren't we? And he knew that I drank green tea and he's, oh, Elise does tea now. And I'm, oh, fantastic. I'll buy some. And I, I tried your oolong. Yep. And I remembered reading that watching the little oolong leaves, you'd actually written it on the packet, that watching the little oolong leaves unfurl in in the hot water is a form of meditation. And I went, oh, that's awesome. And so I sat there with my tea and I watched my little oolong leaves unfurl. And I'm like, you know what? She's dead right. <laughs> and I think from there, I approached you a couple of times to try different things, including um, Wild Woman's Comfort, which is one of my favorites. So I just love the ginger in that mm. one. Fine. It gives me a really nice hit and I fancy myself as a bit of a wild woman too yes, so you are you know, <laughs> I, I feel a bit fancy when I'm having that and then you know we went on a journey together collaboration at its best you, you heard about my business you're like can I create a tea for you I'm like oh my god would you and and opening eyes tea 
has has had its birth. And I love that tea. For me, that's my morning tea. Beautiful. Having been a green tea drinker since my late 20s as well, um, sat and returned much or, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the way I sort of see it. I was, I was introduced to green tea by a colleague in the police force as well How when funny. I was in child protection and I haven't looked back since. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so um, I, I, I just feel that you've got a tea that, is for everyone like even even people who aren't necessarily big tea drinkers they they could add you know your brews in to their other even if they're a coffee drinker normally but you know one of your brews is is like just having a piece of me time and whatever that looks like Mm. you know Mm. yeah that's how i see it okay thanks ross beautiful because yeah, and that's I think fantastic. I think you hit on a point too with with I guess there is a certain degree of education that takes place with my tea when you purchase one of my teas. I would love for you to take the time to truly experience it, and I do offer ceremonies now as a consequence to even using what you said about the unfurling of the um, oolong. Now that is a meditation. You know, you could take it further with the way that the oolong, you know, opens itself to you, giving, slowly giving itself to you, all of its wisdom in a way, all of its nutrients Mm -hmm. is, and you should be so grateful to be sitting there and saying, wow, like I'm going to be consuming this and these leaves are just opening. And so, in a way, you're taking that inside of your body. You're becoming one with that, you know. And so, to honour it and to honour yourself and to truly allow the medicine of the herbs or whatever it is, you know, the tea, to really allow that to, to work its magic in a way, to work its its medicine. So, in the past, Roz, because part of my thing is bringing the ancient back to modernity, Okay, so a lot of the pills that we pop are based on herbs, right? Based on the ancient wisdom anyway. But there might be some chemicals in it. And plus, you know, the cost of it is quite expensive. So what I suggest and what the ancients knew and we don't generally practice in this day and age is to be still for the period of time that you are consuming this alleged medicine. Be still. Let it infiltrate every single fibre of your being. You know, that's the, that's it. That's where the medicine is, Rosie. The stillness. Yeah. Well, many cultures, like I know the American Indians, for example, any type of sustenance that they took, they would always give thanks for. And, and even in other cultures, say those that have adopted Christianity and things like that, would say grace before meals. So there's this whole element of gratitude for the sustenance mm. that the earth is, is giving us, mm. whether that be in plant form or animal form or anything else so i think a lot of that has been lost in in modern life because i mean gratitude is such a powerful force isn't it you know and by expressing gratitude we get so much more back into our lives and think about when you do express your gratitude and thank someone with your heart how does that make you feel like you think you're giving something to someone else but you're actually giving something to yourself when you express gratitude as well and 
that little slant that you talk about the oolong leaves you know sort of unfurling in the hot water they are giving their nutrients to you and that was once a, a living being you know it was a, a part of a plant that's that is a living thing and that is giving to you so gratitude is a fantastic thing to be expressing when you're sitting and just having that cup of tea such a simple thing and i think too isn't it um awareness you know like like being aware of all these things that we've just been talking about and and holding that awareness so yeah i'm grateful yes i'm grateful for this tea you know, I'm grateful for this journey mm-hmm. that the tea has made to get to me. Like, and wow, if you've bought one of mine, it has been a bit of a journey. Okay, the the, the ritual, <laughs> the rituals that I do with the tea first to maximise the energy yeah, is yeah. in it, right? And so that's important, but also the awareness of and the consciousness of of it, the conscious practice of I'm going to pick up this tea. I'm going to smell it first. I'm going to take time. I'm going to taste it. I'm going to you know breathe in. I'm going to hold my breath a little as I breathe in. I'm going to take it into my body. I'm going to swallow it. I'm going to feel the warmth go down my body. I'm going to feel, I'm going to notice how I'm feeling in that moment. And while you're doing that, you don't have the ability to think of anything else. Not, oh, yeah, I've got to make yeah. the, pay this bill. Or I, it, nothing else exists in that moment. It's pure, it's just bliss. It's beautiful. We've got to do more of this. And it comes down Absolutely. to yeah, the, the focus. You know the the ability to to just lose yourself in in that in that practice, and that's and I think that's yeah, a passion so of mine. Is that's why I do ceremony, Rosie, and it's something that both scares me and and exhilarates me because you know I still have the ego attached to what if a person doesn't really like this or whatever. But I have to get over that and go right in this moment. I am going to give you what I wish someone else would have given me, say, ten years ago at the very start of this, yeah. you know, you know, they're passionate about this, the, the, the tea in general, yes, I'm an energy worker, absolutely, and I hold space for people, meaning I make them feel safe enough to go wherever they want to go. There's no judgment from me. It's a gentle approach. Let's breathe together, you know, in this small group and relax. Feel yourself just drop into this tea. Just feel it, you know. It's just, it's a beautiful practice, and and it's an honour for me to to step into that role. Both, it's just exciting. So this year, I'm going to be doing more of that, Rosie. It's good. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And so, are you doing them locally where you are, Elise, in New South Wales, or how how do people sort of take advantage of of what you offer there? Well, I I help out a friend at the moment when she does retreats, so I offer the the ceremony as part of that. Also, generally wherever you see me, if I'm at an event, I'm going to the Embrace Festival in February on the 26th of February up at Blue Mountains at Lura, and I'm hoping to get a Beautiful. I should be getting a workshop space there for 45 minutes, and during that I'll be doing a ceremony depending on how many people I get as to how deep we go but I'll be introducing the importance of um, ancient cyclical breathing with the tea to use the element of air to increase the uh, uh, you know the herbs and, and what they can do for you and help you to relax and take it down a notch so I do that anywhere where you see me. I'm at markets regularly, at foragers markets every month, which is down at Bulleye. Generally, if you ask me, pull me aside. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll do it and do it for free. I love it. I love it. But then I will be doing more um, group stuff too. I have plans to be doing that 
Awesome. So, and I can travel, Roz. Is that what you asked? I could come up to Queensland if you need. All yeah. right, you got any anyone interested? Oh, I'm fantastic. coming. Fantastic. Get the spare bed made <laughs> up, all right? I'll have to book you in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. And you do have an online shop as well on your website. Yeah. So if you can just tell us your website address. Yeah, yeah. It's www.timelessteaustralia, all one word. So timelessteaustralia.com. Yeah, and I've got a special on at the moment for your podcast listeners. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, what I would like to offer is free postage, even up to Queensland, anywhere in Australia, free postage. All you have to do is spend $40 or more and I'll send it to you for free. I've even got crystal cups on there for sale. Oh, it's, it's it's a new experience if you if you look at those they are amazing all teawares everything I've got it's yeah it's all included in that so have a look at that offer it's good for a week excellent so, at least that's a fantastic offer free postage for um, any orders over forty dollars I think that's fantastic and we will run that for a week from the release date of this podcast mm-hmm. and I'll pop that onto um, the website for our, our listeners to take advantage of that's fantastic yeah so that offer yeah. and I, I've really enjoyed talking to you today Elise I absolutely love what you do all of it I think there needs to be more of that sort of thing in the world your passion and drive is just infectious so <laughs> thank you very much for sharing with opening eyes with Ros was listeners today thanks Ros no worries, Elise. And I look forward to catching up with you again very soon. And we might even see if we can get you back to dig a little bit deeper into some more things that you're involved yeah. in. Because I think there's a lot that you have to share. Yeah, it'll be fun you know, get, awesome. getting into the juicy stuff, Rosie. All right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I had yeah, fun. Absolutely. <laughs> so listeners, I think there are two key messages that you could take away from today's podcast. The first one is the importance of self-examination. How happy are you with the results that you're getting in your life? There's a famous quote by Henry David Thoreau. He says, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. How true is that? How many people do you know that are unhappy in their jobs or unhappy in their relationships and just exist from day to day in this kind of numb or as Henry says, quiet desperation. The second takeaway message is learn to look for the signposts in your life. So today Elise spoke about quite a dramatic event where she came across a badly injured dog and that led her to reinvigorate her passion for energy healing. But what is that for you? What dream have you given up on? Or what dream are you yet to investigate and explore properly? It's about looking for those little subtleties, those little sideways steps and figuring out where your path is going to take you and having fun along the way. Now, to take advantage of Elisa's fantastic offer of free postage in Australia for orders over $40, head over to www timelessteaustralia.com and in the shopping cart area once you've selected your fantastic items type in podcast offer post in the red section prior to choosing your payment method 
Now, this offer is valid for one week and closes on Wednesday, the 8th of February, 2017. I'd like to thank Elise again for coming along today. And I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. I hope you got something out of today's podcast. This is Roz Wozniak, Managing Director of Opening Eyes, Coaching and Mentoring Services. Bye for now.